Genesis chapter after all. I'm going to invite all the people. Let's see if I can get some people into the room to witness this miracle that is happening. As it turns out, Austin City Council is in summer recess and will be so until the 28th of July, which happy for me, yay, exhausted, activist person, always doing stuff all the time, always doing stuff, because I'm an active activist, um, trying to get stuff done. Yeah. So here I am, I'm plugging and playing, I'm going to post an update saying, ha ha, it just so happens. We shall finish tonight the world's longest chapter. No, it's not the world's longest chapter. The, the longest chapter of willful blindness that we have read yet for the Unsanction Your Mind Summer 2022 reading series. So we shall go on, chapter 12. We're going to go back and reread the part about... Uh, this is for Occam's Razor. So this is for part two. Let's just flood the gates here. Pow! It's out. Okay. So there it is. All right. So I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna reread this section about Yi Cheng Jiang's case, in which they carefully lay out. When I say they, I mean Sam Cooper, the investigative reporter who's been doing this work the entire time. Um. <clears throat> where he implicates Justin Trudeau in the finance largesse that is coming ah, ha, ha, from the VIP whales in Vancouver. So we're just going to read that again in case it was so unbelievable that you didn't believe it and um, could not call to account this world leader who happens to be one of the most oppressive. Uh, he doesn't just launder money for the CCP. He launders policy as well. We're not happy about trusting trust in Trudeau. <laughs> Trudeau. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. We're not happy about that guy because he's busy telling Canadians that they don't have any gun rights when, in fact, the law provides that they do. And um, so we can't just kind of make this up as he goes. He's just been underneath the uh, the idea of a thing. For a certain amount of time. He's got COVID brain. Alright, let's just get to it. This is still chapter 12 of Occam's Razor. This is uh, Willful Blindness, How a Network of Narcos, Tycoons, and CCP Agents Infiltrated the West. So I had learned much from Yi Cheng Jiang's case about the way that uncountable sums have been transferred into Canadian real estate from Hong Kong and China since the Five Dragons fled to Canada in the 1980s. It was tens of billions, hundreds of billions, or more. I can't answer that question. I can say that whatever the sum, much of the money has flowed through criminal financial plumbing that includes Canadian banks and benefits powerful drug cartels. I also noted that Securities Commission saw how funds from Chinese investors flowed into the bank accounts from Polly O.A.'s immigration company Canadian Manu and $21,732 of these investor funds went from Canadian Manu accounts to the Pesholito and company. Pesholito 
has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing in the civil cases involving the Chinese investors, and he was not cited in the Securities Commission case. I kept digging, though. I found that then-Premier Christy Clark and her BC Liberals had received $37,888 in political donations that came directly from investor funds for Cascade, OA's failed recycling plant company. Line item show OA's accountant showed a December 1, 2011 transaction for Premier Christy Clark sick dinner to VIP. The accountant was questioned by a commission lawyer. Well, I know that he knows people in the Liberal Party, so I guess it's parties' promotions, the account said. He did tell me, he mentioned, that it is for Cascade for promotion. So this was the political donation funded by money laundering of an illicit underground banking transfer from China. Uh, That wasn't a question for the Securities Commission to answer, but it might be a good question for the Cullen Commission to look into. The B.C. Liberal Party said it would return the funds after OA was cited for fraud in the B.C. Securities Commission case. There was also testimony from multiple sources pointing to casino flow-through transactions from China and Hong Kong. For example, one Cascade investor, Mr. Yu Po Chu of Hong Kong, had provided almost $7 million to OA and in an addition to the Cascade investment. Accounting showed Yu Po Chu's investor repayments from Cascade were made in the names of other people and that payments were made to Las Vegas casinos. Why were investments for a Vancouver recycling plant flowing through Las Vegas? Well, these were monies that was paid to Las Vegas, OA's accountant testified. It was upon Yu Po Chu's request because she goes down to Las Vegas quite often. And she wanted the money to go back to Hong Kong, so... She asked Mr. Oe to transfer the money and pay it to Las Vegas. Records showed that Yu Po Chu alone, for Yu Po Chu alone, there was $288,291 in payments made to the casino cage depositories at the Wynn, the Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM International. Does that, as an accountant, does it raise any red flags for you? where you see hundreds of thousands of dollars, personal payments to Las Vegas casinos, purportedly to repay investors, a commission lawyer asked OA's accountant. Well, I do think about it, but I just left it in Mr. OA's hands, she answered. I think about it, too, because I later found that private real estate lender in Vancouver connected to suspicious transactions in BC Lottery Corp casinos and Paul Jin's network of loan sharks had also provided a large loan to Paul OA. OA told me that he was forced to take the BC Casino VIP loan to cover his legal costs in the Cascade case. The other thing I think about is the access that Paul OA had to elite Canadian politicians. What does this imply about Canada's democracy? Was OA trying to buy a favor for his recycling plant project? Was he trying to peddle influence in Canada's investor immigration program? Did politicians flock to OA because of his political fundraising prowess and his access to major wealth from China? Conversely, did his access to Chinese investors result in from his ties with Canadian politicians? Perhaps all of the above. Guan Xi all around. I looked into donation records and found Paul OA and his wife <clears throat> had donated over $67,000 to the BC Liberals 
and since 2014 when Justin Trudeau took over the federal liberals the couple had shoveled $8,477 into party coffers OA had made smaller donations to the conservatives and OA informed me that at least one federal conservative Alice Wong was supportive of the Cascade project Wong's office however strongly denied links to Paul a. OA's case also, in July of 2015, OA's company sponsored a pre-election luncheon in Richmond featuring Justin Trudeau. OA shared the head table with the future prime minister, introduced him to the gathered crowd, and embraced Trudeau. Trudeau's message, trumpeting a middle-class voter platform, likely missed the mark with the Lamborghini driving set watching his speech. Meanwhile, Yiching Jiang told us that after Trudeau was elected prime minister, OA sent Jiang messages and photos on WeChat of OA hugging Trudeau and all the celebratory photos. To me, the intention was obvious. It was to tell me not to mess with him in Canada, Jiang told us. Um, it was like, look at my relationship with the Prime Minister. We are like buddies. You're just a Chinese man without even an immigrant status in Canada. Don't dare come to Canada to cause trouble. Excuse me. So by the t summer of 2017, I had a body of work compiled. To me, the money flooding in from China raised flags of serious corruption, obviously in China, but also in Canada. Increasingly, I was asked to talk about my findings, and I agreed to attend an anti-money laundering conference in Victoria to talk about the Yiching Jan case. And for months, sporadically, I had been exchanging emails with Ross Alderson. He had mentioned the names of Paul King Jin and Kwok Chung Tam. In August of 2017, Alderson had pointed me to a BC civil forfeiture case involving an RCMP investigation that targeted a massive mansion on a piece of Richmond farmland. Alleged big circle boy heavyweight Peter Lapsan Pang was accused of running the Richmond Underground Casino in connection with Jen's network and Pang's relative from Markham, Ontario. I found that Peter Pang and his crew from Guangdong were ranked up there with Kwok Chung Tam and Chi Lap Si in the hierarchy of the Big Circle Boys with long histories of in Canada. It all pointed to a dirty cash loop of casino chips and Macau VIPs circulating between Lottery Corp casinos and illegal casinos in Richmond and Markham with opioids and weapons trafficking and real estate money laundering all mixed in. So, in Victoria, Alderson and I met for coffee before I gave my speech. Among other things, he told me I was doing important reporting for Canada. He talked a little bit about his meetings with Calvin Krusty, and when I returned to Vancouver, he arranged to transfer the highly confidential lottery court files that enabled me to pull all of my free previous Vancouver reporting together. It was the last piece of data I needed to decode Paul King Jin's network. Oh, and that was it that was it and then we went to uh, chapter 13 that'll be silver and gold I just wanted to put this out there this is just the chunk about Justin Trudeau I just want to donate that to the universe it really was the longest chapter ever and then the functionality of my tablet and or online library was not allowing me to see where we were going. So thank you for listening uh, to this brief 12-minute segment about willful blindness. We'll be back tomorrow with Chapter 13. 
silver and gold. See you then.